The real key to become a stronger version of yourself so you can handle more. It's not to make it go away because you can't make these situations ever go away. You can, through communication, through compassionate communication, through assertive communication, through clear communication, you can avoid some of these situations. Welcome back to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. I actually do these live calls on Instagram. I would love for you to come and hang out with me at them. So if you don't already follow me at Don Bradley, D-A-W-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, should have made a song about that, go follow me there because then you can take part in these live calls and can actually chat with me. But if you can't make them, no sweat. Now they're going to be here. So welcome to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Buckle up, friend, and let's dive in. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. How to react to angry clients in the most calmest way possible, even when you're an anxious person. Good morning and welcome to Business Breakfast in Bedhead. I'm your host, Don Bradley. I've got my Eons coffee here and I am so excited to dive into this topic because I know how much this stresses you out. I know how much, even if it's the passive aggressive client, the upset client, the frustrated client, whatever it is, the situation that you've had to deal with that you're like, I don't even know. I tend to bend over backwards. I overgive. I give too much. I do whatever they ask and then I walk away upset and angry this is the live for you. So good morning and welcome and go ahead and put your name where you're tuning in from because I don't want to be someone talking on a screen at you. I want to talk with you this morning. This is a conversation. So if you can commit to this being a conversation, put a one in the chat and go ahead and put your name and where you're tuning in from. And I want to know how many of my Rock Your Business students or alumni are in here. Or if you're someone who's like, I want to be part of Rock Your Business someday, put future RY beer. But I'm so excited to have you here in these lives. I go live weekday mornings, Monday through Friday for the most part. Um, at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tomorrow's going to be tricky because I'm actually going to be flying, um, but I'll figure out a way to go live, maybe just later in the day. But hi, Johnny from Nashville, Brittany from Phoenix, Jen from Hamilton. Good morning, good morning. So glad to have you guys here. We got Kelly in the house. What, what? Um, good morning. Okay, so first things first, after you put your name and <coughs> where you are in the world, one, that just like shows everybody else in here who Ashley from Aspen, I love it. It shows everyone else here in the room where you're from. And I really want to build this community of us being able to show up more confidently, more respectful of ourselves and finding community to do that with. Because as I was saying yesterday, if you missed my live yesterday, it's really scary to take these steps, these leaps, these baby steps out of our comfort zone where we fear losing the community that we have currently. And a lot of times as you grow as a person, as you grow as an individual, as you become more empathetic, as you become more understanding, as you develop your self-awareness, you can lose a lot of community. And it feels like dying. It feels like actual death when you lose that safety and security that you've, you've been used to. And a lot of us are scared of change, are scared of evolving as humans, because what happens when I change? I've heard these people say, oh, look at that person, they think they're too good, or who do they think they are? And I'm terrified of changing myself as a person because then if I lose them, then I'm alone. And I mean, for me, being alone is like one of my biggest triggers, one of my biggest fears. And so I wanna develop this community here so we know we've got each other to lean on. And so putting your name and where you are in the world helps you guys connect with each other. And I love seeing the connections that are made. I love, love, love it. So the next thing I want to ask is that you guys put a one in the chat if you can commit to this being a safe space and a judgment-free zone. That means showing up real, raw, honest, and vulnerable together because especially with today's topic, how to react to angry clients, 
we're all going to be in different places and we're all be on different journeys. And so if you can put a one in the chat showing everyone else in this room that you're a safe person and a judgment free person so that we can show up and be connected in ways that we would have never connected before because we're actually showing up as our authentic selves. I love all these ones. Yes, I love it. And before I dive in, last thing on the checklist is if you didn't know, if you're with me live right now, these lives go on to my podcast each and every week, the Anxious Creative Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're working on getting them on YouTube as well. And so yesterday we just uploaded all of last week's. So if you're a binge listener like myself, you can go listen to all of last week's Instagram lives, which we talked a lot about communication and go catch them on the anxious creative podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. Angry clients, frustrated clients, irate clients, how to react to them in a calm way. These are the two words I want you to know and remember first thing first is I understand. Half the time people just want to be understood. And so when someone is losing their shit on you, and hopefully you don't have to deal with that very often, but put a two in the chat if you've ever had an angry client. Also, another great thing to help you calm down, Eon's products. Their common focus gummies are unreal. You can go check out their their, uh, they sponsor the podcast. You can check out their products in the link in my bio. Unreal products. Okay, two, 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 lots of angry clients. So the biggest thing I have learned and my biggest flex this year is healing my nervous system. Healing my nervous system so that my body doesn't get that jolt of cortisol so that I don't go into fight or flight has been my biggest flex. And I gotta tell you, it has been amazing to be able to do. And so being able to stay calm, how many of you guys get, put a three in the chat, if you get that jolt of like, ugh, and you panic and you kind of like your head goes spinny and you don't really know how to respond right away. Cause that's how I used to be. And this is my, one of my favorite stories. I want to share with you guys a story about this and talking about, it's going to relate to how to react to angry clients. I was at a park, just 333, Johnny, I love it. I was at a dog, I was at, not at a dog park, but I was at a park a few months ago with my dogs. And it was not an off-leash park. And my dogs are pretty well-behaved off-leash, <coughs> but they get really excited. And there was these two older ladies and, um, like you know, like older, like elderly type ladies and probably one of their daughters with them walking. And my dogs saw them and got excited and bolted towards them. Now, I understand that having two 95-pound dogs, one being a German Shepherd, running like as fast as they can towards you would be scary. And so I quickly called them back. They've got recall. I don't believe my dogs even touched the ladies. They maybe sniffed. They didn't jump at all, but I called them back, but it scared them understandably. And because I had been working on healing my nervous system this year, I didn't panic. In the past, past on would have been like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Is everyone okay? And I would have been like up here, right? But I just like got my dogs to come back, sit down, and the lady was freaking out at me. You should have your dogs on your leash, which she is correct. I was not in an off-leash park. I was 100% in the wrong. Now, passed on would have not wanted to acknowledge that she was in the wrong because that would have made this feeling go even more. Oh my gosh, I'm guilty. And so I just stayed, had my dogs with me, had them sit beside me, had them stay calm. And I said, is everyone okay? And she went, of course they're not okay. And I was like, okay. Let me know how I can help is how I responded. And I stayed really calm. Now, what I will say is when someone is elevated, 
when someone is in that fight, flight, or freeze mode, when they're reactionary, not responsive, if you guys, like, reactions are out of emotions, responsive are out of, like, reactionary is, like, knee-jerk emotional response. Response is thought through. It can still be emotional, but it's more more um, aware of the situation. Maybe I would say not less emotionally charged. And so this lady, but the this lady was was reacting and she wanted a reaction from me and I was staying calm. I was apologizing, but she, I wasn't acting the way she wanted me to act. It what I believe. And if you guys relate to this, put a one in the chat on either side. And so I was like, what can I do? Is everyone okay? How can I help? Let me know. She didn't want help. She wanted a reaction from me. She wanted me to match her energy, I believe. And I wasn't because I worked so hard on calming my nervous system. And so sometimes when a client gets angry and you've learned to stay calm, that will piss them off even more. But because you've learned to stay calm, you can maintain your calmness. And so as this lady, and I want to walk you guys through because I can... One of my like magic things that I can do is my ability to see things from multiple perspectives. So passed on who was not regulated and did not have a regulated nervous system would have walked away and been like, oh, I can't believe that lady. My dogs weren't even that bad. Like they were totally fine. Like they didn't even hurt her. It's not even that big of a deal. Sure. It's not an off leash park, but my dogs are friendly. And like, I don't know what she's having. Like I would have been so defensive and I would defend, I would have defended my rightness, even though I was hundred percent the wrong. I was not in an off leash park. My dogs were not meant to run up to someone. And if someone has a big fear of dogs, that would have scared the shit out of them. And so old Don would have totally denied that because that would have made me feel too guilty. And feeling guilty and sitting with that feeling of guilt is too uncomfortable. So I, didn't, I wouldn't want to sit in that discomfort of knowing I caused pain or emotional distress on someone that I would have armored up and got super fucking defensive and found a way that I was right. Because I couldn't be humble enough and I couldn't shed my ego enough. But now present on who has calmed her nervous system. Let's talk about me in third person. Why don't we? Who I've calmed my nervous system. I've learned to calm and regulate my nervous system. When, you know what? I'm sorry. I, that was wrong. I, this isn't an off-leash dog park. Is everyone okay? Is there anything I can do? Now, because that pissed her off almost even more, passed on would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, are you okay? And it would have been like frantic and chaotic and she would have, we would have been talking over each other. But that's generally like the energy people want to be matched. And it's not conclusive. It's not, it's not productive. It doesn't help. But when people are in that uh, elevated state and you stay calm, it can really piss them off. So I want you to know that as you learn to react to negative, frustrated, angry clients, and as you learn to calm and, and um, regulate your nervous system in these situations, it's not that it's going to make the situations easier, it's that you're becoming stronger. And so the real key in all of this is to become a stronger version of yourself so you can handle more. It's not to make it go away because you can't make these situations ever go away. You can, through communication, through compassionate communication, through assertive communication, through clear communication, you can avoid some of these situations even coming to be because you become more clear, you become more compassionate, you know how to be assert yourself without being aggressive, and you can actually eliminate some of these situations coming that come from misunderstandings, miscommunications, or a lack of clarity. You can actually avoid some of them extra ever happening, but the reality is, is that people are going to be going through their own shit. 
They're going to misunderstand you. And people are going to act and react from wherever they're at in their lives. So the more you, and I was saying this yesterday, and I really, really think that I was onto something. And sometimes things come out of my mouth. Like, was it yesterday that we talked about the passive aggressive thing? Or was it a couple days ago? And it like, oh no, that was in the Rock Your Business call. Oh my gosh. Okay, can someone remind me to talk about the passive aggressive thing? Because I don't want, I feel like I've already gone off of a tangent. But really, yesterday we were talking about, you, you, this filter makes me look orange, doesn't it? Um, we're control freaks. If you're a control freak where you're like, I don't like how you're doing that, or wouldn't you just do it that way, put a one in the chat. Because a lot of us are control freaks. I know you are. I know you're watching this and you're like, oh, guilty as charged. I'm a total control freak. And yet we want to control everything externally and we want to be like, I just can't control myself. Right? We're a, you are a control freak with everything but yourself. You can't seem to control yourself. You won't be disciplined. You find, And I am talking to myself just as much as I am talking to you. Know that. You want everything to be a certain way. You want other people to do things a certain way. But the rules do not apply to you because you're like, because that requires discipline. That requires effort on your part. And so you need to start learning to be a control freak over yourself. Get up when your alarm goes off. Commit to working out. Commit to sitting at your desk and doing that thing that you hate doing. It can't always be fun and exciting. Deal with the situation with that client rather than just not texting them back. Pick up the phone and make that call you've been putting off because it's actually proven that the more you think about things and procrastinate them, it exerts the same amount of energy. So the quicker that you can lead into action in your life and your business, the quicker you are going to see results. And holy shit, do I need, I have to go live so that I can hear myself talk so I can remind myself what the hell I need to be doing. So I want you guys to know that I'm right with you on this journey. I'm right there with you on this journey. And sometimes life happens. And I shared this on my stories and I want to share this right now because I just feel, you guys know that I, get, I really, one, the more you participate in the chat, thank you, Andrew, I'll read this in a second, the more I know where to take these lives, but I also really go like intuitively led. And I feel called, for lack of a better word, sometimes these words from my past come up, Ashley, I know you're in here, so you get this. There's these words in the vocabulary that I used to use when I was really in side the church I went to that I no longer am a part of and when I use them it makes me ick a little but I do really feel pulled towards sharing this so the other day on my stories I talked about um going back on medication and it was a really like oh you guys I'm gonna get emotional and I know that you need to hear this today and this is why I'm sharing this is I have been doing I went off of my ADHD meds so quick recap got diagnosed with depression at 19 years old. I, I didn't know what depression was. I just thought like being depressed was being sad. I didn't know it was like lethargic, apathetic, like completely like uh, staring at the wall for four hours. I remember that was like the indicator. My, my roommate at the time was like, go see the doctor. You just stared at your bedroom wall for four hours. This is before cell phones. I feel like now the equivalent is scrolling for four hours. So I got diagnosed with depression at 19, went home and cried because I'm like, I'm not depressed. Got put on antidepressants was on antidepressants for the next 10 years. I went off antidepressants when I was 29 and felt great. I started to feel again. I started to experience the range of motions, but then my anxiety, then I moved shortly after, and then my anxiety went through the roof. And I wasn't diagnosed. I went back on antidepressants for a month and I hated the way that it numbed me out. I didn't enjoy it. And I never really enjoyed medication because I was never taught that medication is to help get you back to a place, but still you need to do the things. I just thought medication could be the band-aid. 
And so when I got diagnosed, so then I started living a healthier lifestyle. A lot of you guys know the story about how I had a stress-induced panic attack and ended up in the hospital thinking I was dying of a stroke due to all the pressure and expectation I put on myself after I'd moved here to Calgary. And that's when I realized things needed to change. And I didn't want to, I had medication for panic attacks as they happened, but I wasn't on a regular anti-anxiety med. And so I changed my lifestyle. I cut out caffeine hundred percent. I cut out sugar and I started working out and I felt amazing. I felt really, really amazing. And I knew that that was a game changer, but maintaining that was really fucking hard <laughs> and I didn't maintain it. And then at 38 years old, two years ago, I got diagnosed with ADHD and my life made sense. And whether you're diagnosed or you suspected or you're just a little scatterbrained, you overthink, you overshare, you're anxious, you sometimes have depressive episodes, whether or not you are into the whole, lots of people think it's a fad, it helped me a lot. And I got on medication, but then after a while, I didn't like how the medication made me feel. So I got off it last year and I was really proud of being able to get off it because the side effects were gnarly. And it was through Eons, which is why I'm such a big believer in them. It was through using their products, their mushroom coffee, their common focus gummies, and their sleep gummies that really helped me. And it's all, it's, it's functional mushrooms. It's not psilocybin. And it, it, these products, I like can't sing their praises enough. And a lot of you guys have seen or watched the podcast episode with Alex where I interview the, the founder of it. But this year has been really tough. And the last two years, I've been through a really long, drawn-out transition in my life. And this year, it made it really, really hard. And it kind of like rubber hit the road. And I was really, really struggling. And I was doing all the things. But I just, you know when you like feel like you're pulling a semi-truck trailer behind you? Like trying to get up. It started to get harder and harder. Getting up and getting moving. Getting on the treadmill and like walking for five minutes. And then like not, you know, sometimes you're like, once I get to the gym, I'll feel better. And just like not feeling better. Doing the things and I just couldn't get feeling better. So I was like, you know what? It's time for intervention. And so I went to the doctor this week and I got back on meds. And I shared it in my stories and the response was unreal. I am not anti-medication, but I am very pro um proactive things and reactive. So I'm going to do all I can proactively to avoid having to take reactive measures. Does that make sense? And this is a, a metaphor almost for how to deal with angry clients. If you can be more proactive in your life and in your business, you're going to have to lean less on reactive measures. The more proactive you become, the less reaction, reactionary things you need. And so although I've been, I'm back on ADHD medications, this is day two or day three and I feel a lot more focused I can get more done and at the end of the day I, I have you know we have to be functioning humans in this world I wish I could have a sugar daddy and just play house all day but that's not my, actually I think I would hate that I think I would actually actually hate that I would not love that um but but the reality is I needed I needed some help but I'm not giving up on doing the things that make me feel my best I just needed the kick. I needed the little kickstart to help me so that I can get eating healthy all the time. So I'm not binge eating. Binge eating is a huge one for me. So that I'm actually working out well and at to the capacity I need it to be so that I can show up better and lean less on reactive measures. Uh, okay, I know that went off on a long tangent, but I just want to share with you guys, it's okay to get help. It's okay to go to the doctor. And it's still also okay to do all the preventative stuff. Don't You don't need to like, throw your hands up in the air and not do it. I know sleep, working out, eating, 
and socialization, which is a hard one for me because I work from home now, it was a re- are, are the four legs to the, to the mental health table. When a client is still amped and angry as you are calm and strong, at what point do you walk away if they aren't coming down? Okay, Andrew, that's a freaking awesome question. I promised you that I would come back to this. So when they're not calming down, what I do is one of my favorite things to do is I will not talk with them unless they make eye contact with me. And so if they're like ramped up, usually they're not making eye contact. I just wait and I sit and I look at them patiently until they make eye contact. And then once they make eye contact, I go, I understand you're upset. And that's valid. Unfortunately, I'm not going to change blah, da, 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 or unfortunately, or the fact still remains. And so just letting them know you hear them and you understand them and you empathize with them is huge. And so I have my ease method. And if you guys have a pen and paper, write this down. Pause this if you're listening to this later. My ease method to tough conversations is you want to empathize, you want to appreciate them, you want to be straightforward, and you want to be earnest, meaning sincere. I understand what you're saying, and I really appreciate you being honest with me, even though sometimes their delivery is not great. Being straightforward. The fact remains, unfortunately still, you know, this, I'm, this is going to have to happen, but know that I really appreciate you as a client and I love having you in. Ease, the ease method. It's one of my favorite ones that I've ever come up with and I think it's brilliant and I'm really, really proud of it. <laughs> say that? Am I allowed to say that, you guys? Am I allowed to be like so proud of my acronym that I came up with? Because you know how like sometimes people, you like hear acronyms and you're like, dang, like how did someone come up with that? I feel like I look at my ease method to tough conversations and I'm like, hot damn, that was me? I made that? <laughs> and I just need to have a moment for myself. Can I have a moment? Thank you, Johnny. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys being excited for me because I have a few of them. I also have the care method to getting and keeping new clients. Duh, absolutely. Thanks, Linz. <laughs> you did the thing. I love acronyms. And I think for my ADHD brain, like I need like visual things and things that are easy to remember. So, um, yeah, I just wanted you guys to know that. Um... Okay, Yarrow Studios, Inc. I don't know what your name is. If it's different than Yarrow, let me know. I've been on and off meds my whole life. I get it. It's a hard battle. Diagnosed ADHD and depression as well. I've hired life coaches and tried all the diets in natural ways. It's hard. Yeah, and I really, really believe accountability and community is huge. And that's why I've I've built my Rock Your Business community. I mean, oh, Kayla, awesome. Thank you, Kayla. Um, because we know what to do. And how many, put a one in the chat if you're like, you've been diagnosed with ADHD, you suspect you have ADHD, or you just have a lot of similarities to people with ADHD. Just put a one in the chat, because I'm curious. I really, I, I'm shifting my stuff more that way because that seems to be who I'm talking to. But Rock Your Business is built for the ADHD brain. And so those of you guys that aren't part of Rock Your Business, but you're self-employed, or you're, you work with clients, Rock Your Business is it for you. It's going to be opening up again in March, I believe March 17th. You want to get on the wait list for it. You get special access and special deals when you're on the wait list. Go to dawnbradley.com slash wait list. Get on the wait list. You will not regret it. And I know, definitely suspect, I know I you won't regret it. The people that are in Rock Your Business, like community and accountability are so huge for those of us who are neurodivergent, who need help, who are massively creative. And we need to start seeing our ADHD less as a disability. I started using that word and it's really hard for me to use. Less as a disability and more as a superpower. So I want you guys to know that that's there. Okay, 
Secondly, I'm going to, so we've been talking a lot this week in my lives about firing clients. I missed Tuesday's live because I was struggling. And that one was the one on, I think on how to fire clients. So, um, yeah, I missed you guys. And I felt, talk about ADHD, fear of rejection and fear of disappointing people is huge. I didn't go live Tuesday because I just couldn't do, I couldn't do it. And I know I show up here really live and vibrant and I am pumped up. And you guys like, honestly, this makes my day doing these lives. I end up in such a better mood. The community, the accountability, it's huge. I'm telling you, if I didn't do these lives, my days would not be the same. And so you need to find things like I always said, if I didn't have a job that required me to be somewhere to meet with people, I wouldn't work. And it's true. <laughs> That's what ended up happening when I stopped doing these lives because I used to be in the salon all the time working as a hairstylist. I had to show up for my clients. When I started working from home. I had no accountability and community. And so you guys are my accountability and community. And I love helping you out in these. And it also helps me out. And so I just want you guys to know that. And um, that's a tangent that I went off on because there's something else I was saying. But I got a DM this morning about how much someone is appreciating my podcast lately, which are these lives going on there. And it's funny because I'll get in my head and I want you guys to hear this because sometimes we, we overthink and we overanalyze and we think it needs to look a certain way. And like, oh my God, everybody like that does this, does it this way now. And like, I need to step up. I remember thinking I couldn't put my Instagram lives on my podcast. That's not professional and polished enough. The sound needs to be better. I need to use my fancy mic. No. That's silly. And I'm getting so many more responses and helping so many more people. And so I want you to get back to what is your mission, vision? What is your vision, mission, purpose, and values in your business and for your life? Because how you do it doesn't really matter. There are ways, like obviously like how you cut hair matters, but why you do it and connecting with your why, what is your vision of what you're doing? What is your mission for what you're doing? Why, what are your values? What is the purpose of why you're doing it? And when you connect with that, you're going to see massive shifts happen. You're going to see how you handle clients. If, you're, if your values in your business are kindness, compassion, and empathy, those are some of mine, then you're going to deal with angry clients differently if you remind yourself of your values. But honestly, and this is something I, I want to, I'm, I need to add into Rock Your Business. It's a a lesson that I did live once for my Rock Your Business students, but knowing your vision, mission, purpose, and values is huge. And it helps you. And if you put that up in your business somewhere where you can read it, where your clients can read it, it's going to be a game changer. That is a proactive thing you can do to avoid reactive measures. And then when you have to deal with an angry client, you can say to them, you know, the mission here is this. And our values here are kindness and understanding and curiosity. And so help me understand what you're feeling and where this frustration comes from. I understand you're frustrated. I want to get curious about it. Figuring out what your values are. And if you don't know what your values are as your business, honestly, just Google list of values. Game changer. If that's helpful, put a one in the chat. Let me know. But honestly, if you guys, if your nervous system, if you are struggling and you get that shock of cortisol, if you kind of go and you're kind of like everything kind of like goes blank or too much comes to the forefront and you kind of go into that spinny state, check out Eons. If you want a natural solution, check out Eons. The link is in my bio. I get a little kickback for introducing you. It's amazing. Go check out their page. Go like their stuff. 
um, honestly, and let them know I sent you. That is a great way to show me that you appreciate these lives and these podcasts and a great way to say thank you to me. And like I said, eons, because I was trying to get high, Brianna, I was trying to get off my medication and the side effects because I was on a stimulant were so bad. I was struggling. I felt like I was almost addicted to my medication and I didn't like it and I felt too reliant on it. And eons actually made the, the journey to to navigating off my meds really seamless. And like I said, now I'm going back on some meds right now because I need the help. And it's so hard because so many people always tell me how strong I am. I would rather be told I'm powerful because I'm not always strong. And I saw this reel the other day, the difference between a strong woman and a powerful woman. And I loved it and I wish I could find it. I maybe saved it. If you want to see it, DM me and I'll see if I saved it. It was really good because I've been through a lot in life. I was married at 26, divorced at 28. I recently, in the last year and a half, went through a breakup of a 10-year relationship. I've left the church that I and the belief system that I grew up in. And not that I don't have a faith of my own. I just couldn't follow and fit into this box because of the experiences I've had in life and the things that I've gone through, the things I've seen, the things I've experienced, I couldn't fit into this man-made mold of something anymore. And so I've been through a lot, I've lost a lot, and I've continued to push through. And I want you to know it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to fall apart. I remember through my divorce when I was 28, someone said to me, Dawn, you're so strong. I'm so proud of how strong you are. And it still makes me emotional to this day because I remember replying to them being like, the last thing I want to do is be strong right now. And so if that's you, if you're tired and exhausted of being strong for yourself and for others, I see you. It's been a minute since I cried on these. I understand. And know that you're not alone. I know. Oh, Mona, DM me. Let's connect. It's amazing how many people I'm connecting with lately that have been like, that are like <laughs> out of the church, ADHD, divorced, or going through a major breakup or needing to leave. And so whether you're, you know, in transition of like wanting to change your career, wanting to go out on your own, wanting to change, like I've, I've moved across the country. I started my life from over from scratch at 31 years old. I've done, I've taken a lot of risks and not all of them have worked out, but I'm so glad I've taken them. I you know, got divorced and lost my community. And not in like a way that I was like excommunicated, but it was very subtle that I wasn't, that what I had gone through, that what I experienced was not accepted by the community that I was in. And that was really hard. And so I know that feeling of as you shift and change and evolve as a person, it's scary as fuck. Because what you lose, what you gain is amazing, but what you lose feels like a slow death. And a lot of us, and, and that's why I will never judge a person for not changing or not leaving situations. It's a lot easier to stay in tough, unhealthy situations than it is to leave. I know it. And the grieving process of grieving your old life, grieving what you thought your life would turn out like. And because I remember going on a tangent, but I know someone needs to hear this. It's not about angry clients anymore. We always do this. I remember crying I don't know if it was to my therapist or what, post-divorce, being like, I'm the one that left. It wasn't good for me. I don't want to be with him. But also, the only person I want to soothe me right now is the person who caused this pain. And why am I so sad? Why am I 
so upset and grieving something I didn't want anymore. And whether whoever it was, whether it was my therapist or a friend said, you're not grieving a person, you're grieving what you thought your life was gonna look like. The future you had hoped for is no longer a reality. And that grief is a process. And so if you're in a similar situation where you're scared to take the leap into something new, whether it be your life business or relationships, the terrifying effect of like, I'm going to lose the hope of what I thought my life was gonna look like and grieve that, it's hard. And so it's not for the faint of heart. And I don't consider myself a strong person, although people tell me it all the time. I just consider myself someone who I don't wanna look back and go, oh, I'm so glad I settled or I wish I would have tried. And does that mean I have regrets along the way? Absolutely. But grieving the loss of the hope, the grieving the loss of the hope of the life you thought you were going to live, some serious tough shit. I didn't think I would be 40, unwed and not a mother, <laughs> right? Like my life growing up, especially in the church, my purpose, what I understood, what I perceived, I don't know if anyone ever actually told this to me, but what I took on and what I perceived was that my purpose as a as a girl and a woman was to grow up and be a wife and a mother. And because I remember crying at a conference in 2018, writing down like, what does it mean to be successful? And why do I not feel successful? And realizing it doesn't matter how much I achieve in my career. I wasn't allowing myself to feel successful because I wasn't a wife and a mother. And at some point in my life, I had like locked this into my brain that that's what I was, that was my purpose. And I wasn't fulfilling this purpose and this thing that was set out to me. I don't know. Once again, this could have been like something in passing that someone said that I just like locked into as a kid. It was also like growing up quite fundamentalist Christian that I understood that that was like the best, the, the most honorable thing as a woman I could become was a wife and a mother. I failed at being a wife and I've never become a mother. And so I, I know it's not logical. I can see it logically and be like, I know that's not true, but emotionally somewhere that got stuck and I've had to work through that. And so grieving the loss of the life you thought you were gonna live, grieving the loss of the relationships you thought you were gonna have, grieving the loss of the career you thought you were gonna have, you need to do it. You need to experience, express, and validate your feelings. If you keep pushing them aside, if you keep pushing them down, being like, well, that's silly, right? We over logic. We let our logic take over and go, well, I don't need to be upset. I don't need to be sad. Like logically, great. Logic is good. It's good. But also if you experience, express, and validate what you feel, even if it's not logical, like I feel like a failure because I'm not a wife and a mother. Like, I know logically that's silly. I know I'm a success, but I'm gonna go journal and I'm gonna go, interesting, let it out, have a little cry if I need to, and then move on. But the longer you stuff it down, push aside or ignore things, because you're like, that's silly, that's stupid, they will build and they will come back and kick you in the motherfucking ass. I promise you, it has with me. It was the only model of womanhood in the church. Yeah, and it was really, really revered. So. That being said, the more proactive you can be, let's come full circle, the more proactive you can be in developing your self-awareness, developing your communication skills, having healthy boundaries, learning how to have the ease method, how to empathize, appreciate, be straightforward and empathetic when a tough or anxiety inducing situation or conversation comes up, the more you can lean into becoming prepared the less reactionary methods you need to have. And so when you deal with a 
tough client, a frustrated client, an upset client, even if you're, it's only your perception and they're not actually being that way, but you feel that way because your nervous system, you need to develop your nervous system this year. If you haven't started, start, if you ever get that jolt of cortisol, if you go into fight, flight, or freeze, you need to start developing and calming and regulating your nervous system. That has been my biggest flex this past year. And if you wanted to learn more about that, whether it be life, business, or relationships, my retreat that's coming up in June, I'm working on that this morning. I'm going to be getting applications out. If you're interested in coming into my intimate in-home retreat, it's here in my house. It's in my living room. We also go out to the mountains and it's amazing. I did three last year and they were life-changing. We're going to work on, it's called the Rockstar Retreat, how to confidently step into the best version of yourself. I would love to invite you into my home. Um, so if you would like the application, put a one in the chat right now. I felt like I'd failed, but I had the wife mother thing, but I still felt like a failure. Yeah. Like we all have our own thing. Yeah. I feel this. You feel torn between home life and work life, living everyone, everyone else's expectations. Yeah. Like feeling like a failure because you didn't become who, what you thought other people wanted you to become, or you're not how other people want you to become. So Sassy, I'm in Canada, uh, in Calgary, Canada. Okay, you guys, this has been an amazing live. I'm going to go get my first thing. If I, if I can stay focused, which for now I'm on ADHD med, so hopefully I'll be focused. I'm going to get the application out to everybody who is interested in coming to the Rockstar Retreat because let's get your nervous system healed so you can show up in your life, business, and relationships better. I love you guys all. Thank you so much for coming to this live. If you don't get the application from me today, just shoot me a DM. Um, I think it'll also be on my website, but I'm in transition. I'm getting a new website. Oh my God, you guys, it's so freaking amazing. I can't wait to show you my new website. It's going to be so unreal. Um, as I learn and grow, I give less fucks about what I think I'm supposed to be. I love that, Jess. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for coming to this live. If you want to get, oh yeah, I know what I was going to say earlier and I totally forgot now. It just like came back to me. So this week has all been about firing clients, hard conversations with clients, angry clients. I'm going to be diving in. If you don't get my weekly emails, go to join.donbradley.com. The link is in my bio. Get on my weekly emails. I send out weekly education emails, breaking down step-by-step step how you can navigate these situations. And it's going to be amazing. So we have an email going out tomorrow night. You don't want to miss it. Exactly how to deal with these situations in a very step-by-step -step format. Thank you guys so much for coming to these lives. Once again, if you listen to subscribe, subscribe to the Anxious Creative Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get something from this, please share it with a friend that you think would benefit. I want to help Red Rover, the world and the industry together to make our lives a better place, to make this world a better place, to create heaven on earth, really. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But you guys are amazing. Thank you. I love you and stay weird. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and for tuning into Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Like I said, I would love for you to join me live on these over on Instagram. So once again, just look up Don Bradley and let's connect. Shoot me a DM, send me a screenshot, tag me in your stories of listening to this or what you took away from this. Those comments, that feedback really makes my day and helps me know that these things are landing and that you want to hear more. I do these lives and I do this podcast for you to help you and your feedback means the world to me. And if you enjoyed this episode, help me spread the love, share it with a friend, a coworker, family member, or leave a review and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you next time. Until then, friend, stay weird.